there's a pandemic <laughs> that shows no signs of slowing. Did you know a lot of people were excited for a new decade? Everyone was wishing away the 20 teens. In the words of Anakin, I, I wish I could just wish away my feelings. <laughs> I hate you. I hate 2020. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. <laughs> it's always strange recording a podcast here because I'm always concerned about my volume. It's okay. I can always raise your volume. Oh. Where are we today? Space. <laughs> Speaking of space, the final frontier. Because of dark, I have taken a deep dive into quantum mechanics, quantum entanglement, oh yeah, string theory, space and time. You're a physics guy now. It's crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy. You know, there, you know, there are scientists that actually believe that in, in time travel. There's multiple. <laughs> yes, I mean, no, time travel is actually possible. <laughs> it's just impossible with the technology. That we when have you to fly achieve. from Florida to California, you technically. <laughs> I was gonna say. There are scientists that actually believe that there are multiple parallel worlds or universes out there mm -hmm. where technically there's one where you're president. There's one where I'm president. There's a universe for every person to be president? Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the extent Can of we it. go to any of those? <laughs> they say that it's not necessarily like ulterior choices to the choices that we make. It's just different choices, if that makes sense. You got to watch Steins Gate sometime. I am going to one day. But what are we talking about today? <laughs> Ozark. <laughs> I had to think for a minute. Ozark. A franchise that I've spent most of the last 36 hours with. By the way, this is a short episode. Yeah. So 36 hours. <laughs> Fascinating. Is that because I've been telling you to watch it for months and you never did? I just kept putting it off. Part of me knew I had to finish it at some point because it's really good. Gabe claims to be anti-crastination, but he's really procrastination. If you know what I, mean. <laughs> I hate crastination. <laughs> But I'm so prone to it. We have a special guest with us today. It's Billy D. Williams. <laughs> you would know him from movies such as Star Wars. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> who, is, who is it, Gabe? Allie's back. Allie. Hey there. How you doing, Allie? I'm doing well. How are you? Hanging in there. I just want to make sure we are recording so we don't have a midsummer. <laughs> That's why I'm using Pro Tools. Gotcha. Yeah. We should shout out our uh, Instagram for this podcast. Mm. I was looking at it the other day and I couldn't believe Steven was updating that thing semi-regularly. Yeah, we have an Instagram if you want to look fire. at it. It's so <laughs> wicked hot. Everyone's on it. You can't even touch it. We have almost 20 followers. What? We're on the rise? We're just on the up and up. You know, we started at zero followers. And look at us now. <laughs> started at the bottom, now we're still at the <laughs> so ozark yeah so again spoiler free we're going to be reviewing mainly the third season but we're going to be talking about the show it's a good show yeah it's a good show yeah it's very good yeah it's a the hit netflix drama that premiered in 2017 that was initially supposed to be like netflix's so to speak answer to breaking bad that was the comparison initially that a lot of people yeah. had just due to the nature of family drama uh and drugs and yeah. sort of how, because they, they do break bad in a way. Yeah, and like the both shows kind of follow these kind of square characters who eventually compellingly become more corrupt and kind of create their own living hell. Yeah, and I told Stephen, because I had only seen the first season for a while and I was very upset with the character of Wendy, mm -hmm. which is the mother, the Skylar counterpart. Yeah, she's really bad in the beginning. I was so, up, I was like, this character is just, terrible mm -hmm. and then by the time season three began i was full team wendy yeah yeah. i was standing wendy it was i was with her 100 percent. by the end of season three i was full team old lady what's her name darlene darlene darlene, darlene snell i couldn't believe they 
I she, can you she, even believe her character? She's going to outlive everybody. <laughs> she will. Yeah. And it's really frustrating to watch. Can you believe her character arc, though? From the point that they introduced her, could you imagine? I would never have guessed. Exactly, where she <laughs> ends up in season three. So it's we're not going to talk about where she ended up, right? So you just finished this, season yeah, three? Like it's today? all fresh. Like you just watched it? Yeah, most of it. So this show is about a money launderer. In the form of Jason Bateman. He's been laundering money for the Mexican cartel, for the second largest cartel in Mexico. And his wife knew. So we get to skip the whole does she know drama that we went through in Breaking Bad. And we just get right to the meat. And that's one of the things I love most about this show is that it never uh, beats around the bush. It's always constantly getting to uh, the action. Yeah, and Gabe and I were just discussing before we started recording that this is probably the darkest show. Other than dark. It's darker than dark. Definitely. It is. I mean, if we're comparing specifically Netflix originals, it probably is A, one of the best shows on Netflix, if not the best. Easy top five. Yeah. And then B, it's one of the darkest shows I think Netflix has. And it's even darker than Dark. And that was the joke because Dark is also a Netflix show. Both in color palette and in... Almost has In subject matter. It's it's like like almost... almost I feel like they shot all the scenes... In Ozark at like six o'clock, <laughs> right as the sun was setting. Yeah. Yeah, and there's just no sunset ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. eerie. It's very surreal. And Gabe and I were also discussing one of the other better things about the show is how it was shot and the look of it and the, the tone that it creates. And much like Uncut Gems, it's very suspenseful. It's just constantly stressful in a good way, though, because it's it's just done very well. I think they even, in my opinion, maybe this is completely baseless. But I feel like they went even harder with season three. And immediately I noticed there was even an aspect ratio change, which caught me off guard. And I couldn't tell if I was crazy or not. So I had to go back. The whole season three was different. Oh, it was? It was like widescreen. And it added to this level of cinematic cinematic feeling. Yeah. But even in just regular camera work, it felt like maybe Netflix had either given them more money or Jason Bateman and the other creators had just really hit their stride because season three was just on a whole nother level and that's why we're doing a podcast about it a brief cast yeah season three was definitely my favorite season of the show seasons one and two are great and then season three was like Mm -hmm. like i'm so excited to see what's next Mm -hmm. they actually just announced that they're going to do one more season but it's going to be split into two oh really and it's it's going to be an extended season so it's seven episodes per quote-unquote half season there's probably not also going to be a long break in between the two halves. I wouldn't expect them to keep the people waiting that long. It bums me out that they did that, but, <laughs> but I'm okay. Instead of going two additional regular-sized seasons, you mean? Or just call them seasons four and five, but they're just shorter. Dark did that, mm-hmm. you know? Dark's season two and three were eight episodes. The first season was ten. Well, what's the... Is it just semantics, you think, or what's? I the, think it is. I yeah. think I think it's to say this is the final, the finale, the explosive climax. Um, <laughs> another Jason Bateman show, Arrested Development, did the same thing with season five. They split it into two. That spanned a year, so they put out the first half of season five, and then a year later they put out the second half. And they, you know they've been doing that with movies, Harry Potter, Twilight. So you think they're milking it? Because all those Hunger Games. I think the Harry Potter split is the only one I can remember being a good decision. That it worked. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think they're milking it. I think I think it's good. I, I would expect two more seasons out of Ozark. They're probably going to be extremely high quality. Sort, sort of to match Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, by the way, did the same thing. They split the season, last season, into same with Game of Thrones. Hmm. 
but you know, Game of Thrones had that crazy huge break in between, and Breaking Bad also had more than a year of a break. I think it was like a year and between the last two four seasons? or five months. No, the last season. Oh, that was split into two. I see the extended season. I have full confidence in Jason Bateman. Yeah, that's another thing about Ozark is a lot of it is produced by and even directed by in many episodes by Jason Bateman. And man, if he wasn't already good as this dark comedy specialist. Yeah, I feel like he's almost becoming an auteur in his own way. He is so good also at directing. Yeah, he's... We might have mentioned this before, but he did the first two episodes, and he had a hand in producing the HBO series. He's had his hand in a lot of projects recently because he's been blowing up. He's so good. In the producing and directing world. And he helped out with the HBO series, The Outsider, and he directed the first two episodes, and those episodes were far and away the best part of that show. So it just shows the tangible mark that this guy has on the projects he's involved in. Yeah, the quality. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters coming back to just season three of Ozark was the new character that they introduced, which was Wendy's brother. Yeah. He was also... Ben. I don't, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's very, very good. Um, he's also in Iron Fist, the other classic Netflix original. <laughs> the first one I think of when I think Netflix Marvel... Iron Fist. Yeah. He was probably my favorite character in Iron Fist. And I think his acting in season three of Ozark is going to get him a lot of roles in the future. I think he'll explode. That His portrayal of a, a man just torn apart by mental illness and the effect that that has for his family as well was just, uh, it was very, what's the word? Emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a word that's unfamiliar to I, give. I settled on emotional because there's another word. I don't know. He uh, he actually felt like he was suffering in those scenes from a fractured mind, and that's what bipolar is. It's you are constantly manic, depressive. So I don't know. I, he probably did the research on that. I feel like, and he was definitely the the highlight of the season for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a show of extremely memorable characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he escalated it for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you guys watch it initially when it came out? Yeah, yeah, we watched it initially, so it's not super fresh in my mind. Like but that. one thing I was just thinking just now, like one thing I really appreciate about Ozark is the irony of characters, where you have Marty and Wendy, who from the outskirts they look like the family that has everything together, like they're good people, but they're the characters actually become more morally perverse and you see the corruption grow over time, whereas characters like Ruth, who's one of my favorite characters, Ruth and Ben, is that the brother Ben? Yeah, the bipolar brother. Right, you know, characters like that, or even Darlene, which you'll see later. From the outskirts, they look like they have less together. Ruth has this lineage of, quote-unquote, being badly bred, and, you know. She talks about how her and her cousin Wyatt are constantly throwing around the word curse, like their family line is cursed. Yes, this idea of being cursed and all of that, and been with everything that he struggles with and yet to me those characters seem to have more moral light Ruth for me even though she participated in the corrupt things that were happening and that she aided Marty with certain things I mean she partook in some pretty dark things herself she still stood out to me as this light and wanting to like get better and evolve and grow and I don't know I just think that the show plays with this idea of light and dark and using the untraditional characters to kind of bring more sympathy or I don't know just kind of shine a different light of morality on those characters I I don't know I just really liked what the show did with that all of the characters are sort of 
morally gray or morally ambiguous. Yeah. And it is such an exercise in empathy trying to connect and relate with these characters. Mm -hmm. Even the main cast of Marty and Wendy Bird, Jason Bateman, and uh, what's her name? Laura Linney, I think. They're supposed to be the heroes or the protagonists. And by the time (laughs) season three concludes, they've been probably the most villainous aspect of the show in terms of there's no depth they won't sink to. Yeah. And all these other characters around them, like you mentioned Ruth or Darlene Snell, they all have their own way of thinking. They're trying to just do Mm -hmm. right by their own people. And there's either a moral code or a system of honor in their head. They're just trying to follow. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite parts, actually, of this show, there was a plotline that was sort of introduced in season two and followed into season three. Wendy has sort of taken control and she sort of becomes the holder of the power in this relationship. And it's made very clear that she's a a very ambitious person and that she's really, even as a viewer, my impression before she explains it herself, my impression of Wendy is that she's in it because of her ambition, even more so than her family. Like you have in Breaking Bad, that conversation between Walter White and Skylar where they're like, are you doing this for the family or are you not? It feels like Wendy is doing this because she wants it all. And that was such a fantastic episode in season two that's carried over into season three as a theme is what do you want, Marty? Until Marty finally says, this is what I'm about. And it's essentially that he wants to win. He feels this compulsion to just be the best. Mm -hmm. This is all sort of some kind of perverse game to these characters. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know, the, game like of you Thrones. said, yeah, game. It's a, it is. You either you play the game and you win or you die, right? As Cersei said, and so the whole theme of moral relativism, if you can call it that, or ambiguity, and the way they have you conflicted over who you're rooting for over the course of the show, I think is a really fascinating way to construct a series. And you see that a lot, but mm-hmm. in Ozark, I think it's very effective just because of how good everything is in the production. The acting is incredible. The writing is very good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it just all comes together. Yeah, I fully agree with you. How about that scene where Wendy goes back to their old house in Chicago? She breaks in. And she just breaks in. There's another family living there. They're not home. And she just alters things. She yeah. She like changes. She, you know, makes a painting crooked or upside down or she just goes in and takes these little acts of control if you will exactly and i thought that was such like an interesting scene for her to like make this that choice to do that and it, i think it just plays into her character like gabe was saying of just wanting it all wanting complete control and yeah i, I do think they I, I know they love their kids but i i don't think their their best interest is the family yeah, they sort of constantly disregard them they every every few episodes there's a conversation at the family table about honesty Mm -hmm. and about being open with these lines of communication but there's always more lies and even the last one towards the end of season three right is such a monumental lie that it completely snaps one of the characters and he's yeah you don't know what he's gonna do next yeah yep yeah (laughs) it's it's very intense yeah, but that's why Wendy was one of my favorite characters by the end of the third season is that you, you started with a completely broken and hopeless individual and she talks about her fight with depression in the past, you mm-hmm. know, on her own with a miscarriage and her career completely not working out. Mm-hmm. And then she takes all this control for herself over the course of the show and that's that's part of their marriage dynamic. Yeah. The thing that keeps me watching still though is Jason Bateman as Marty. I really like yeah. him so much as a character and just as an actor. Marty. (laughs) Marty Bird. Marty. Anyway, closing thoughts on Ozark Season 3. 
It's one of the best series seasons of television, I think, on streaming right now. And it's better than Westworld season three. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Westworld. I I have a lot of things to say about that show, but Ozark season three is, is about as good as it gets, I think, with serialized television in the current year, 2020. Yeah. Well, cheers. Yeah. Here's to season four. Part one. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully we all make it out. Is there a theme song to Ozark that I can play? Well, the funny thing about the Ozark soundtrack is the way they mix diegetic sound with sort of a soundtrack. And so every time you see the title card play with the images, you see the O and then the Z-A-R-K with sort of symbols of... Yeah, always something different. Yeah, the iconic iconography i guess you could call it of things that go on in the episode like you'll see binoculars or a match that's lit yeah but they play the same theme i think over that and it's just sort of this light percussion very eerie the whole soundtrack is like that it's it's very tense gabe do you want to do you want to mimic it with your mouth i can't i don't know it's like (laughs) (laughs) i can't it sounds like a, a drum snare roll or something. It's, in, it's so industrial. I can't make those sounds with my mouth. Okay. So to take us out, here's that intense sound. <laughs>